Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is a cook-along podcast, Quick Bite. Today's podcast is a story about finding a jewel at the end of an unfortunately chosen path. We grow a lot of food here on our standard size 50 by 100 square foot urban lot. In fact, a couple of days ago, we counted it all up. 21 fruits and vegetables not counting the variations in like types of potato or cucumber or tomato, um, seven fresh herbs, and the occasional volunteer morel mushroom. My part of caring for that is building the raised beds, tending to the herb bed, harvesting, and of course, cooking the fresh grown goodies. I am not the person who reads the science, amends the soil, cuts things back, or uh, decides what kind of winter cover crop to plant in the beds. The past few years, one of the largest of our raised beds has been planted with fava beans over the winter. I'm told because they help replace nitrogen in the soil that the summer crops use up. And, well, because we got free seeds. Usually when spring planting time comes, the small fava bean plants get turned under to become part of the soil. This year, circumstances prevented that step from happening, and the fava bean plants continued to grow unmolested until they were easily six feet tall. Then they put out a profusion of gorgeous lilac-colored flowers. I loved them. They were beautiful. The cover photo for this podcast is of those stalks in full bloom in the spring. If your podcast player doesn't show a picture, you can see it on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, in the Quick Bites section, and the link for that is in the top menu. Anyway, we decided they were beautiful enough to keep around, and uh, these beautiful flowers on these dozens of tall stalks eventually turned into fava bean pods. Lots and lots and lots of fava bean pods. And being the ecologically conscientious people we try to be meant eating the food that we grew. Why not? Right? A new culinary adventure, a new vegetable, a new flavor to try. Well, 
In case you are thinking of following in my footsteps, I'll tell you why not. Number one, picking the beans is not easy. You actually have to cut them off the stalk with a, you know, a snipper, a, a garden tool snipper. Number two, once they are off the plant, they need to be shelled. We got two enormous plastic bags, and I'm not talking gallon bags. I'm talking grocery bags full of pods in our fridge where they sat for maybe 10 days until we could bear to undertake the task which ended up taking two of us about four hours per person. So a total of eight person hours. The pods turned the skin under our fingernails black, and they stayed that way for over a week, even after multiple scrubbings with a nail brush. For what it's worth, the bean pods were still in perfect condition when we finally attacked them, so at least they appear to keep well. That effort... This is number three. That effort netted us about six cups of individual beans. Now, here's the killer. There's another step before you can eat them. We put them back into the fridge for probably another week until we could work ourselves up to that, which is that you have to parboil them and slip the beans out of their skin, which is like kind of a second shell. By the way, we tried eating the raw pods, and then we tried eating the unskinned beans. I really, really don't recommend doing either of those things. They are nasty bitter. Skinning those beans took two of us another two hours each, and it wasn't easy. The YouTubers make it look easy, but it didn't work that way for us. You're supposed to be able to just squeeze each parboiled bean and the innards will pop out. Maybe we had left hours on the stock too long. I don't know. But we often had to split the skin with a thumbnail and then squeezing often just squished the beans into mush. And then they come out of that sort of second inner shell as paste. Number four. After all those man hours. What? Uh... 12 hours of hands-on work, they were ready to be eaten. I found a lovely recipe for fava bean risotto on an Italian cooking website called Italian, that's E-A-T-A-L-I-A-N, Italian with Roberto. Now, okay, maybe it was that we left them too long in various stages of unprepared before cooking them. But I found the beans themselves to be bitter and not in a good way. Not as bitter as when they were in either of their two shells, but they still had a kind of an unpleasant, bitter, uh, not exactly aftertaste, but edge to them. The recipe called for creaming half of the beans, called for, which ended up being about a half of our harvest in a blender until a thick sauce was created, and then adding the rest of the beans to the risotto whole. This is a half of our completely shelled stash to make up this risotto dish. Half of that is this cream, this fava bean cream, and the other is just whole fava beans. The next night, I thought, well, okay, that's an interesting technique. I'll try that with pasta. The next night, I tried the same technique on the pasta. You know, you're supposed to taste as you go. 
So in tasting as I go, I creamed those beans with a little half and half and then tasted it and it was not good. I added salt, plenty of salt. I thought that might fix it. It didn't. I added a little white wine for a acid touch. I added Parmesan, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. Eventually, I tried adding a pinch of sugar. It really didn't fix it. Uh, it might have covered it up a little, but the bitterness was still there. The risotto was better than the pasta, but both were bitter. In other words, we won't be doing any of that again. Not ever. If the cover crop flowers and beans we're going to resist the compulsion to follow our usual maxim, which is to eat what we grow. Um, under the dirt is the best place for them. However, the risotto recipe from Roberto turned up a gem, something that um, charms me down to my toenails, and I'll be telling people about it for the rest of my life. So maybe the journey was worth the payoff. The recipe ingredients are measured in metric, not my bailiwick, because I was brought up in a, a rigorously non-metric time. So I learned, I guess, what's called United States Customary Units, USCS or Imperial Measurement System. Sounds a little weird now that I have looked that up, but you know what I mean. I didn't learn metrics in school. So I have to look up metric equivalents for American measurements in online calculators. Several of the ingredients in this recipe didn't have amounts at all. They had the letters Q period S period in lowercase where the amounts would have been shown. I had to look that up too, of course, and doing that created this picture in my head. Imagine a young Italian woman, say 22 years of age, maybe, watching her grandmother making meatballs. The granddaughter has asked to be shown her Nana's recipe, which she loves. It just tastes different and better than any she's had anywhere else. After mixing ground meat, garlic, parmesan, eggs, and other stuff together in a big bowl, Nana opens a jar of dried mint and pour some into the meat mixture. And the young woman says, wait, Nana, how much mint did you put in? Quantita sufficiente, says her Nana. After her own frustrated experimentation at home, the young woman eventually comes to understand what is quantita sufficiente, or in English, a sufficient amount. Enough. Q period, S period, for short. The term kind of squeezes my heart a little. You know what I mean? It's so much more complete somehow than putting salt in or pepper in to taste. Instead, you're putting in enough. Q period, S period, quantita sufficiente. I'll be back in two weeks with another quick bite and next week with a recipe worth trying. New episodes every Saturday. Tell your friends you listen to the Cook Along podcast. 
Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy cooking. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi ko-fi.com slash the cook along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.